Hello runners, hope all of you are doing well. This is Coach Bala here, coming to you on the fifteenth uh, of Jan, the uh, end of week two of regular season. Congratulations! Um, I'm back from a whirlwind one week tour, uh, business trip, uh, went to multiple cities and um, managed to catch a run on every city. That is something that I always look forward to and plan for it actually. And uh, came back yesterday, and here I am, back to my recording seat. Can't wait to connect with all of you. So, uh, congratulations, guys. Second week, checkbox. What an achievement. That means one week after 21 days, we are done. Things are slowly getting um, into a rhythm, as I call it. So, uh, this week, uh, I have, as with every week, I have a few, few items I want to touch on. Um, let me first start by uh, providing you uh, a vision of our um, training program. So what I mean by that is the way this you should be thinking about this training program is that we all, we all of us are in this train leaving New York City and going towards the final destination, which is on the other end of the U.S. West Coast, let's call it San Francisco. And uh, we will be taking finishing this journey in about 16 weeks time of which two weeks is already complete that we're all in this train and the beauty about this train is that this train will stop for no one once all of us are there it doesn't take any new passengers in and it doesn't stop it keeps going rolling just keeps rolling and it also has this ability to not only roll it increases its pace as it approaches the destination or in other words our intensity, our volume of workout will actually keep slowly increasing and it will reach its peak as we close towards the um, towards our finish line. That is the visual that I need you to have in mind. So you are in the train right now. <clears throat> now, once you're in this train, so a couple of things you need to think about. You cannot afford to leave the train go away from you. What I mean by that is, let's say you decide to sort of not follow the program for a week. And then you are thinking, you know what, one week, for whatever reason, I've uh, let it go. I can always jump back onto the train the second week. It's not going to be that easy because one, the train doesn't stop for you. That means it's already moved away from you. And not only has it moved away from you, it has actually picked up speed uh, from the time where you left the train. So coming back on board the train and getting comfortable back on train is going to be that much more hard as you come back after you know, after a break intended or otherwise, right? So the best way to reach the journey here is not to let go of the train. That means just be on top of it. Some days might be good, some days might be bad. But as long as you're able to be on top of this journey, all of us are there in this journey. So you have the entire uh, group to support you in this journey and we will get there to the finish line. So that's one thing I want you to keep in mind. And that is why, Folks who don't start as part of the season, we don't accept any newcomers, even though there could be, you know, a very eligible candidate waiting for and he's saying, you know what, one week later, can I join? We say no. Once you're not in the initial start of the program, if you are you are done for this season, you go for the next season. Uh, so that's something I want to sort of uh, start this podcast with that imagery and I'll come back to you for another point on this. Um, now, let us also, let me also tell you how this program is you know, delivering the promise. 
what is the logic? So I've, I've shared with you that this program is a cardiovascular, musculoskeletal, mental strength training program, right? Now, what really is happening? So we discussed the concept of the fundamental sort of type of run, the base pace run or the, the, the um, uh, you know, the CP run, the conversational pace run, which is sort of covers the 80% of the, the total running mileage. Now, we also have other type of runs that we administer to the, to the runners, depending upon their maturity of uh, the, the phase where they are in. You know, if you are first time running any long distance journey, 99% of the runs will be within the base space spectrum. But as you move up the, the sort of the chain, we also introduce you to different types of runs like the strides. It's a very big bucket of runs where we ask you to go fast and then slow, fast and slow in different combinations of time and speed and distance and so on and so forth. The idea is like just to sort of fine tune and tune your engine. It's like you are in a car in a winter before you start driving, what do you do? You sort of raise the engine, right? Mm, 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 and then you start off, right? Something similar is what these stride runs took. It sort of surges your cardiovascular system and brings it back, surges, brings it back, surges, brings it back. As you do that, the strength of the cardiovascular system actually enhances, thereby the next base space run gets better because you now the, the system is, it's like having a high powered BMW, but you're running it on 50 miles per hour because it's got a lot of reserve power, 50 miles gets easier and easier. That's really what is happening uh, as we do these stride runs. And then we also, uh, the next type of runs is, you know, strides with a hill component where you run on a hill. Uh, so that, that's a different type of training. And then we also have sprints where you, we ask you to do 400 meter sprints or 800 meter sprints and so on and so forth. So these are all different combinations of what I call it as a strength run. But all of these strength runs don't, uh, don't get uh, confused with the strength training. The strength training is a strength training that, you know, it's not, there's no run there. But the runs itself can, can be categorized as base runs and strength runs. So all these strides and various other runs that I was telling you about, they are called strength runs. And strength runs forms only about 20, 30% of the total mileage, not for the first time runners, but for the second time and you know more senior runners. That is essentially to build further cardiovascular and aerobic strength. That's why they're called strength runs. So if you think about it as a pyramid, the base of this pyramid which is a big, large base, is the CP run. Once you have that base, we try to get you to the top of this pyramid by different types of stride runs, so that the height of the pyramid, which you can call it your, uh, you know, the height of the pyramid is your sort of, your uh, race day performance, the taller the pyramid, the higher the, you know, uh, the performance, the height of the pyramid is sort of built by these strength runs. Uh, so that's the that's the way the training program is set up. Um, my coach said this in a very different, beautiful sort of way. It's like this, you know, it's a wave that is building and the wave is going to come and thrash onto the onto the show. OK, the farther it thrashes, think of it as the farther the wave thrashes or the wave uh, goes, the better is your race day performance. So the edge of the the the, the periphery of the wave water, wherever it reaches, imagine that Periphery is your race day performance. So we want the periphery to be as deep into the beach as possible. But for that wave to reach as deep into the wave as possible, it needs to first build a large amount of volume of water 
as the wave is building up and becoming this huge wave, it needs to first build a huge amount of water first. Then only it can come and thrash on the ground and then it goes as far away or as deep into the into the beach as possible, right? That building of a large volume of water is the base space. So that base space gives you core mileage. So they say that's why in running parallels, miles matter. You cannot have a good long distance performance if you don't put in the miles. That grunt work of continuously running day after day after day after day, the long runs, the weekend, the per week miles that you put in, the more miles you put in, simple formula, the more miles you put in, the better aerobic strength that you have. And because of this additional cardiovascular strength that you have developed with good strength training and others, your muscle strength and bone strength gets better. And as a result, you have a much better race day experience. So that is fundamentally what we are trying to do. And that's why miles matter. And that's why I'm not a big fan of someone who just comes in, doesn't do the work and just comes and just gives a good performance on the race day. Oh, that's good. But you know what? That's not really what structure training is about. And that's not really what we are shooting for, which is building for the long term, the, the, the cardiovascular aerobic strength for the long term. So I hope you get that point about the, the structure of how we are doing this with various combinations of base space run and the strength runs coming together and building that height of the pyramid or the wave and then, you know, allow that wave to land at the right time so that we reach the farthest distance and give the best race day performance. Okay. So now let us talk about another interesting concept called fitness equation, which fundamentally everyone need to be very, very clear about like, how is your fitness overall as the train goes from New York and goes towards and towards San Francisco? Obviously, your long distance fitness is increasing, right? That's why you're able to do the race at the end of the, the training program. So this, I want you to just lay out, a, I want to lay out a simple framework on which you can understand how your fitness is increasing. So the increase in fitness, or I, I would call it the long distance running fitness is basically can be said as the difference between increase in your aerobic fitness minus the increase in injury. What I mean by that is every time, let's say you do a 30-mile week. When you do a 30-mile week, because of this, there is a delta increase in your aerobic fitness. That means your ability to run more, your heart you know, all the good stuff we have talked about, all parts of your internal body transformation is taking place, health from mental to everything. There is a delta positive increase in this mental, in this aerobic fitness. While that is happening, because you're running 30 miles, there is also an in increase in injury in your body. You know, cells getting destroyed, your bones, sort of joints, cartilages getting stretched, you know, the various pain that we start. So both these things are happening in parallel in that week. So if you think about it, like after four or five weeks, the increase in aerobic fitness is a lot higher than the increase in injury. You know what? Then there is an overall increase in fitness is there because the positive increase in positive factor is a lot higher than increase in negative factor. Conversely, if the increase in injury is more than the increase in fitness, the aerobic fitness that has happened because of your training, then your overall fitness actually drops because the injury is much more 
and your performance actually starts coming down. This is the core of our structured training program. That is why every week we need a time to recoup, re, uh, sort of re, uh, you know, structure ourselves. That rest time where you kind of, when you're sleeping, when you're having no run days, you are literally allowing your body to mend the injury that has happened. So for folks who have become too enthusiastic and just keep running randomly, you know, it can work for them, you know, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, even a couple of uh, races. But trust me, there is a time when they'll be shut down because it's just a law of physics, guys. Okay. So that's why we do not like to have people who run too much, too soon, too fast, too random. All of this will lead to too much injury and very low uh, increase in fitness. And as a result, we sort of maybe uh, win a battle or what is it, what do you call it? Win a fight, but lose the battle, so to speak. Okay. So think about that. Increase in aerobic fitness minus increase in injury is your overall increase in your fitness. And our goal is to optimize the increase in fitness by increasing the first element of this equation and reducing the second element of the equation, which is the injury portion, thereby the net increase is maximized or optimized. Uh, so that's the fitness equation. And that's why rest is important. That's why long run needs to happen on a, on a Friday or on a Saturday or a Sunday, preferably Saturday. So that Sunday becomes a rest day to recover and then do the other things accordingly. Okay. Uh, so that's about the, the injury side of, uh, uh, side of things. And what else I want to take? Now, I want to talk about on this one, um, I had some questions on the speed program. So we have, we, in this uh, season, we offer speed programs as well. So what I mean by that is, so there is a 5K regular, 5K speed, 10K speed, half marathon speed, full marathon speed. These are all sort of parallel track speed programs. Um, now, as the name suggests, it seems very sexy. For people to just join the speed program and somehow become very fast and as a result become a Boston qualifier or something. Now, if if only it was so easy, just by joining a speed program, my speed increases. Wow, so nice. Unfortunately, that's not the, the case. It's almost if for you to join speed program, you need to be ready to join speed program physically and mentally. Maybe mentally you might be, but physically you need to be ready. Your body needs to be ready to take on the assault of the speed program. Speed program is a tough tough program. Why? I just told you about the split of this base and strength runs, isn't it? In a speed program, this proportion is like in a regular program, let's say this proportion is 80% base and 20% strength. Because of this, the equation is the increase in fitness and increase in injury is balanced well because of 80% base program, the injury is not that high. So your overall fitness increases. But in a speed program, this proportion, that is the base and the strength runs, probably is 50-50 or maybe 55-45. That means there is a lot more, double the amount of strength runs that you are doing in a speed program. As a result, coming back to the fitness equation, the expectation of injury increases a lot higher. Now, the only way this equation will work is the increase in fitness is a lot more than normal then we can still manage a net positive increase in physical uh, uh, overall fitness. So if you're not ready, uh, cardiovascular wise to provide high increase in fitness equation, you will have more injury and less training effect and you will have a lot more uh, painful existence in the speed program.
So NetNet, speed program is not for everybody. Just because you've done three marathons, half marathon, doesn't mean you automatically qualify for a speed program. Because doing three um, or four half marathons at, let's say, 230, 245 pace is not lending yourself into a place where you can do a sub two. Not possible. Because speed program targets sub two. When I say sub two hours, same thing, equivalent goes for a 5K, maybe a, a 23, 24 minute 5K or maybe a, you know, a 50 to 52 minute 10K or a sub four full marathon. These are all like heavy duty, difficult stuff to do. So for instance, I am a full, if I want to go for a full marathon, my uh, PR is 440. I don't think so. I have any business to be in full marathon speed program. That is me after doing 11 full marathons. So I want all of you to keep that in mind. Signing up for a speed program just because you've done three or four of them doesn't mean you are eligible for it. You will have a hard time there. So if you are right now in a full marathon or half marathon or one of these speed programs and you're finding it hard, it is just because you've selected the wrong program. Talk to your coach and let's bring you down to experienced half marathon programs where it is not the proportion is not so much on strength. The proportion is a little bit less on strength and thereby your equation still holds good. The fitness equation holds good. Okay. So hope that makes sense. And even when you're really interested in speed, uh, if those of you are not at ready for speed program, your speed will be maximum if you're in the experience program because it will we'll manage your injury accordingly because of the training as opposed to going to speed program, get yourself injured. And then, you know, we are sort of uh, killing the goose, which is laying the golden egg, which is your body. Okay, so that's something I want to uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, and finally, the last one I want to say is about, let's bring it back to one of the pillars. Remember, there are three pillars on which we operate, runners high. Commitment or dedication, um, resilience, and having fun. Those are the three things. And we will talk about all these pillars slowly as we move through the program. But I want to come back to this commitment and dedication. So guys, you all have crossed 21 days. Kudos to you. You are committed. Now, this commitment, this um, ask of commitment is not just for you runners. It's for everybody. For instance, I seek commitment for all my coaches. There are some metrics that I measure so that we deliver a certain quality. And that just means that apart from being runners, they also need to be committed to being good coaches, committed to helping others through metrics. And we measure that and they continue to commit. You know, I ask the questions, hey, guys, are you committed to being a coach? It's important. Without commitment, nothing works. Uh, likewise, if you take, think about our tech team, I need them to be committed because they are in time-constrained environment. Like, we need to launch admissions on a certain date. That means they need to be committed to do these some long hours on few weekends to ensure that we are able... And they are committed. Let's say Arvind, Sapna, and, uh, you know, Raman Preet, and Surin. All of them are committed to not only do runners, but they also do other things that they've signed up for. Same thing I can talk to about the operations team, Renu or, you know, finance team, Anjali, Mona. They all work under a certain commitment principle because they need to deliver certain things on time, you know. And uh, race day volunteers, same story. We have a race on a specific day that we need to execute and they need to be in or out. And once they are in, their expectation is they're committed to deliver their sort of uh, what they have signed up for. So I guess this what I'm trying to say is this commitment is a common thread across, not just for runners, but across the whole universe of runner side, including me, right? So I am committed to delivering this weekend message. I have to do this every weekend. There's no point in delaying this weekend message and come on Tuesday. So yesterday, late night, I came back from Europe 
I woke up early in the morning. I'm doing this first thing recording so that it reaches you at a time where you still have some time to listen to it. So there is a commitment for everybody. Why I'm bringing this up is likewise as runners, especially those of you who are in the in the coach pro program, you are committed. We expect commitment. We expect you to follow through our program. We expect you to listen to what the coaches are saying. Respond to coaches' questions. Um, if you can't do that, then you are not really keeping up your end of the bargain, right? So that social contract or this unwritten contract between a gentleman and a lady or a gentleman, gentleman is broken or a runner to a coach is broken. So we, we sh- if that is the case, then it's not be a sustainable relationship. So we have this two-week rule and you've started, this is the end of the two weeks, the two weeks of regular season, where when a coach sees that for two weeks, a particular runner is not really showing signs of commitment as evidenced by just missed runs or strength completely for two weeks. Uh, You know, it's okay to miss two weeks of run if let's say you're unhealthy and you've told the coach, hey coach, this is my situation. I'm sorry, I'm not able to do this. Or you're going for a, you know, a, a travel that, you know, when I'm traveling, I, I do all my runs. But, you know, for somebody who's new, maybe they don't know, haven't figured it out yet and saying that, hey, I'm not able to do this two weeks. That is not miscommitment. That is not a lack of commitment. That is still commitment. It's just that you're not able to do it. I'm talking about the lack of commitment or two weeks of inactivity and not even knowing that there is inactivity, not even responding to your coach that coach reminding you that there is inactivity that shows a lack of commitment or a lack of this broken contract that we are expecting. So starting this week onwards, coaches will start filtering out this non-committed runners from pro to light. So the, the entire idea here is if you're not committed, you don't really need a coach. You know, you can just do whenever you feel like. You don't need a coach to waste his or her precious time on looking at you, giving you suggestions, asking you, motivating you. All that is, you know, useless if that is not even being received properly. So might as well use that time to someone else who deserves. So that's why starting this week, we will automatically demote folks who have not been committed in the pro runners to a light program. The idea here is maybe something is happening in your life. And everyone has those life challenges. Figure that out. Just do your own thing. When you're ready, you can always come back and you can, you know, deservingly take a coach's time. Similarly, on the other side, every starting end of every MISO, that means end of every three weeks, we will look at the light runner group. We'll see if any of the light runners who have been self-committed, self-motivated and doing all of their sort of runs in a nice way. We offer them, depending upon the number of seats available and the coach capacity available, we offer them a free upgrade from their light runner group to the pro runner group. So all light runners out here, if you're if you're really committed, if you're doing what you're doing, if you're liking what you're doing, uh, you will hear from me asking you whether you would like to be upgraded to a, to a pro with a coach running segment and uh, you can go ahead and do that. If history is any indication, last season about 50 odd runners went from light to pro and they all did exceedingly well because they were doing really well even without a coach. And suddenly when they had a coach, they just blossomed. So I think it's it's a net-net good from an overall outcome perspective, driving impact perspective. Mm-hmm. So just want to let you know the two-week rule starts today and uh, let's all make sure that we stay committed. We, we do our bit 
in enhancing the value of each other and respecting each other's time and contributions. And let's all become a good runner and hope and in the process become an amazing human being. Thank you, guys. Um, enjoy this weekend. Uh, it's Makar Sankranti. So happy Makar Sankranti, different forms, Lori, Pongal, you name it, different. I mean, India has got so many different beautiful names for this, for this function. So enjoy this day, a very festive day. And uh, let's keep running. Let's, uh, let's be fitter. Let's go farther. And hopefully let's all be faster as well. Thank you, guys. Take care.